It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, and joining us now to talk about a lot more is Ty McCoy. He is the former U.S. Assistant Secretary of the Air Force. You know, Ty, we were just seeing this headline. John and I were just talking about this top Russian general liquidated. Um, turns out he was liquidated by, quote, a storm shadow missile. Uh, it sounds like the Ukrainians are trying to take credit, or maybe Putin. I'm not sure based on what's no, been going Putin on. Is bl- <laughs> Putin is blaming the Ukrainians. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Saying thank you. <laughs> what say you, Ty McCoy? Well, it's a pretty dangerous uh, thing to be a Russian general. You don't know whether the uh, people behind you are after you or the people in front of you, and uh, everybody wants to take uh, credit for things. So it's great to be on today, uh, Katz and uh, Rita and all your wonderful uh, team. The uh, Russian generals indeed are uh, a uh, a dying breed. Really dangerous, <laughs> uh, dying breed. Yeah, they uh, they promote them fast. Uh, they think that a lot of colonels are ready to get promoted, and uh, that is uh, a, uh, a a factor that the Russian forces have had a problem with for a long time. They have to send their senior people to the front and are more likely to get a kill because they never really built up a non-commissioned officer corps. And uh, they have either draft uh, and recruits that are brought in that are sort of raw recruits and not highly professionalized, uh, or they have officers. And they never really uh, developed a, a non-commissioned officer corps in a professional way. And that has left them uh, with uh, these uh, very high number of, of senior casualties. You know, I want to ask you, Ty, your thoughts um, about the sort of fake coup, if you will. Um, and I'm talking about, uh, you know, with the mercenary leader of the Wagner group, you know, it was like, okay, everybody was watching. Okay. Is this the moment? Maybe Putin's going to be ousted or something's going to happen. Um, and it lived for so short time. He was supposed to be in Belarus. Now there's words that he's been hanging out with Putin, even though he was dressed like Borat. He had all these disguises apparently also when he was sneaking around the country. But do you think it was all a big setup? Well, it's hard to say for sure. There's a lot of uh, fracturing, apparently, among the elite, from what we can tell by the differences between the military people, the intelligence uh, people, the the, uh, uh, special troops, the National Guard, which is supposedly reporting directly to Putin, uh, Prigozhin, uh, many of the uh, elites that are uh, supposedly reporting to Putin, and yet he's been playing them off against each other for a long time. So whether Prigozhin was uh, agitated and incentivized by either Putin or some of the other elites around Putin to uh, pull this off and look like there was a march for justice, as he calls it, on Moscow, or whether his ego uh, uh, and his uh, so-called success at Bakhmut uh, gave him the idea that he could do this or not, there is uh, a lot of uh, information that uh, Prigozhin is one of the bagmen for Putin and is one person that launders and handles a lot of his money uh, and knows where it is and and so forth and has access to other monies from gold mines and and, uh, the like in Africa. So uh, that may have led him to think he could go up against the professional military and the professional intelligence community people and uh, why he tried it and also why Putin didn't immediately uh, shut him down or assassinate him if if that has not occurred already because he has he goes way back to St. Petersburg 
uh, in the streets and when they were young, tough guys, uh, many, many uh, years ago, 30 years ago. So there's a long history there, and it's not clear uh, where the ultimate loyalty is going to be uh, demonstrated. You know, uh, Ty, I want to ask you about cluster bombs because that's a big a big deal here um, about the push by the U.S. to now say, OK, they want to clear the way for cluster bombs to go to Ukraine. Um, I was watching earlier and uh, one of the commentators said this I thought was a great line, basically that, you know, Biden is giving enough weapons for Ukraine not to lose, uh, but not to win. It's like this drip, drip, drip. What are your thoughts about uh, cluster bombs and sort of the way we've been waging the war? Well, it is, does uh, create some uh, a sense of deja vu and concern, uh, the drip, 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 and the gradualization of, of the war. Uh, and that helped us uh, lose in uh, Afghanistan and also in Vietnam, where I served. But in those cases, we weren't dealing with people who have nuclear weapons. In this case, we are. And so the drip, 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 and the slower approach and the more gradual approach perhaps is, while not desirable from a lot of reasons, is maybe somewhat more justifiable so that we don't spike up egos and spike up reactions in Russia because of the huge nuclear arsenal that they have that is pointed at all our cities and all our people. And so I think the cluster bomb issue is, in effect, more of a signal the same way that the F-16 and the provision of F-16s is more of a signal uh, to the Russians that we're going to be in this for a long time. We're not going to let it go. We're not going to fade away. And that uh, the cluster bombs, while they're good for the offense, they also can be bad because there are mines that are left around and the, the offense might uh, run over their own mines that didn't go off. And, and, the bad might, and, the, and, the, and kids may die, too. Yeah, but kids die in war all the time. And the yeah. idea is, how do you well, minimize it? Well, yeah, that's what I hate about war. Yeah. Uh, Ty, one last question because we got another interview we're going to. Um, uh, we had the ambassador of Turkey in the uh, studio uh, uh, just a half hour ago, and and uh, uh, the uh, country of Turkey has made a deal uh, to allow Sweden to go into um, a into NATO. NATO. Yep, and. Uh, what what do you, in your opinion, what is Turkey getting back uh, from uh, President Biden in return? I think that they're going to get uh, more cooperation uh, on uh, weapons and, and joint production of weapons. They're going to get uh, some F-16s. They probably are not going to get the F-35, which they were going to get in a co-production deal. Uh, but they are going to uh, also get economic aid and the uh, economic uh, infusion, so, which do, do, badly economic aid is to cash. Uh, yeah, loans, cash. When you when you were in Washington, United. how much did we have to pay to uh, fly over uh, Turkey in those days? Well, we had to pay a lot to uh, have our troops stationed in various parts of Turkey. We gave them a lot of military aid, so it was in the tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, millions of billions. Being, well, tens and hundreds of millions in those days. Which would uh, now be eight. worth billions. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, no, look, uh, I, 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 I believe in peace and I believe in uh, uh, Turk, Turkish uh, strategic uh, uh, place in the world. And uh, look, I, I'd rather have peace. Well, thank you, uh, Ty McCoy. I, uh, uh, and uh, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. 
Well, thank you, and thank your wonderful team at WABC for bringing the news and the common sense uh, perspective to uh, your uh, great and large audience. Thank you. Thank you, Ty.